Welcome to the SBSD EdTech Podcast. Today we're talking about Flip, the artist formerly known as Flipgrid. And um, we're talking about how you can use Flip to get to know your students better in your classroom. Um, we'll be talking with Elizabeth Whittington and Chelsea Brandon, and Angelie Johnston joins us for this conversation as well. And we're talking about a project that those two teachers did to get to know their students better at the beginning of the year. Um, if you're not familiar with Flip, basically it's a short form video platform that kind of resembles TikTok, but in like a safe, educational, constructive setting and um, students can really quickly and easily um, respond to prompts that teachers give um, in video format. So they make quick videos of themselves to speak. So um, Witty and Chelsea are going to tell us how they use this tool to get to know their students better in the classroom and let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Um, today, welcome to our second episode of our EdTech podcast. Um, let's start with everybody introducing themselves. If everyone could say their name, um, where and what subject they teach, and also if you could tell us a story behind your name. Okay, um, so um, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I'm Jamie. Um, I work for the second the district, but on the secondary level, um, I'm a tech coach. And the story behind my name is that uh, my dad decided suddenly when I was born that he wanted to name me Jamie. And my mom said, well, that wasn't on our list, so that's weird, but okay. Um, but I get to decide how it's spelled. So she spelled it J-A-I-M-E because that means I love you in French. And now everyone thinks I'm Jaime. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, anyone like to go next? Uh, I'll go. So, yeah. hi, I am uh, Elizabeth Whittington, but most people here call me Witty because uh, my last name's Whittington, not because I think I'm clever. Um, <laughs> I just feel like I have to clarify, you know? Uh, I teach uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th grade language arts at Mount Sly High School. This is my second year here. Um, the story behind my name, so I'm the youngest of three children. My sisters all got short names. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> and mine is very long, but my mom likes to say that I was named after her favorite aunt. Uh, so her aunt Elizabeth is where my name originally came from. And then my middle name uh, used to be Virginia, which was my father's mother's name. And mom always said that uh, I was in third grade before I could spell all of my name because uh, there's just so many vowels. That's fair. <laughs> um, so, hi, I'm Chelsea Brandon. I have a cold, so that's why I <laughs> sound like this. Uh, but I teach 9th, 10th, and 11th grade also at Mount Sinai High School. Um, my name is from the movie On Golden Pond. Um, it was the Academy Award winner uh, for like 1987 or something. And so my mom loved the name Chelsea, which was one of the characters' names. Um, and then my middle name is Elise, and that's from um, <laughs> a TV show my mom used to watch in the 80s, and I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was after Elise Keaton's character. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> awesome. I'm Angelie Johnston. I am the elementary digital learning coach. Uh, let's see, the story behind my name. My mom actually read my name in a book, and I wish I could remember the title of it right now, but I can't. But she just, it just kind of resonated with her, and she liked it. Um, I had never met another Angelie my 
throughout my childhood. And then my very first professor, my first class, my first professor, my first day of college was named Anjali. And that was my first encounter. And then ever since becoming a teacher, I've actually had a number of students with the same name, which is kind of interesting. Uh, my middle name is Michelle after my dad. So his name is Michael, I should clarify. And then they <laughs> gave me the middle name, Michelle. <laughs> All right, awesome. So thank you. And um, in case you couldn't tell by everybody's reactions when I asked that question, um, it didn't come out of nowhere, okay? This actually comes from a project that we're here to talk about um, today with Chelsea and Whitty. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the Get to Know You project that you did at the beginning of the year with FLIP? Uh, so uh, I'll go and then I'll toss it to Chelsea because I think she did it slightly different. Okay. Uh, so this was born out of a project that I had done at a previous school uh, that was a STEM school. And so there was a huge tech push, of course. Uh, and uh, th at that school, I had a lot of kids whose names uh, were unfamiliar to me. And I think it's really important and really powerful uh, when someone says your name correctly. Uh, we've all had instances where someone mispronounced our name, whether it be first or last, right? Uh, and so in an effort to mitigate some of that, uh, I had my kids record their names um, and how they pronounce it. Uh, because, you know, we all have versions of our names that we go by, you know, witty, right? Uh, but I wanted to make sure that I said their name the way that they say their name or the way that their friends say their name. Uh, so that was kind of the idea behind it. Uh, and I love a good origin story. I think most English teachers do. And so the second half, uh, providing a brief history as to um, what your name means or why your parents picked it, I think is just a really kind of a cute way of getting to know the kids a little bit better. Um, because there are, I have a hundred and... 30 some odd children this year uh, and so anything that helps to to make you stick a little bit better in my brain uh, is going to be a helpful tool especially as I'm learning everyone's name at the beginning of the year. Charles. Yeah so um, I got this idea from Witty uh, and I do a scavenger hunt at the beginning of the year to like get to know my room and everything and one of the steps in the scavenger hunt was to go out into the hall and record themselves with their name um, I did the origin story, but I also added a couple things to it. So I had them introduce themselves um, and then say their pronouns, their preferred pronouns that they wanted me to use. And then I asked them like the origin story of their name. And then the last thing was to tell me something um, that I could remember them by. Um, so something that they were interested in or something that they were able to like be an identifier for them. Um, that being said, a lot of the kids, like even though they had the directions right there, forgot half of the things they were supposed <laughs> to do. Um, so it turned out to actually be really interesting to have them like for a whole minute almost on the flip grid, um, trying to remember the things and talking about themselves. Um, I actually had a kid who I had last year who I didn't hear speak a single time, um, even one-on-one. -on -one, and he talked for an entire minute about his full name um, and like how I could remember him based on his name. So <laughs> I guess it worked. <laughs> but. That's awesome. I like the idea too that you could come back, right? If you had a student whose name, like you're not quite sure, am I, you know, putting the intonation in the right place, et cetera, you can go back and have that check for yourself too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Totally. Because especially, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, especially on that like first day when you're hearing yeah. all those names at once, 
it's really easy to kind of lose those little nuances. What do you, what were you going to say? Well, I was, I was going to agree. The one thing that I didn't realize, like kind of a side benefit, I guess, uh, because I have three 10th grade classes and I did them by grade level instead of by period, uh, my kids were able to see one another's. And so mm -hmm. if there was a kid in class who you sat with, because I have them change table families every day for the first week of school, um, if there was a kid whose name you didn't remember, and I don't know about you guys, but I get super embarrassed when I can't remember someone's name. Mm -hmm. And so if you wanted to go back to the flip and see if you could find the child's name or the, the student's name, then you would uh, have that opportunity to do that kind of like on the sly, because not everybody can get away with calling them sweet, precious baby lamb. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't refer to one another that way. Uh, so the fact that I do it, you know, that the kids, the kids don't call each other lamb, you know. As someone whose name is chronically mispronounced and I am also simultaneously a people pleaser. Like I have let people go. I mean, I'll tell stories of employers who mispronounced my name for years. And then it's awkward four years in when they're like, oh my gosh, I've been mispronouncing your name since day one. Why didn't you correct me, right? And so providing these tools for yourself as the teacher, but also giving kids like this really kind of almost a passive way of providing you that information for those who might not feel comfortable correcting, right? A teacher, a person in power. I also found it was really nice. I got to know the kids a lot faster because I could see their face and their name and I'd awesome. go and watch it. Um, I watched it like multiple days in a row, like, oh, I'm gonna watch everybody from 10th grade. Um, so that was really helpful. Love that. Nice. And there's also this feature like once for people who aren't as familiar with Flip who might be watching this, once you have all the responses in the topic, you can have it just on autoplay through all of them. So even if you're just sitting there like on your prep while you're like doing so, I don't know, maybe making a new seating chart or something, you can just have them playing in the background <clears throat> to kind of reinforce that. So mm -hmm. it's really neat. It's a great idea. Is there anything else you have to add to this question? Because you did talk about it a little bit. Um, where did this idea come from? And was it an iteration on anything you'd done in the past? Because I think a lot of our best teaching comes that way, right? Like it just kind of evolves over each year. 100%. Um, there's a girl or a woman. She's grown. Let me call her grown. Uh, her <laughs> name's Esther Kim. And uh, she was one of my teacher friends in Georgia where I taught for the last four years before coming here. And she was always very, or is very always, is very always? Anyway, is always very, there it is, uh, on kind of the, the cusp of whatever is happening in tech in education. Um, her doctorate is in uh, like um, uh, using graphic novels in the classroom and how to use technology to deepen and further understanding in the classroom. And so I stole it. I'm just going to be real honest. I 100% stole this original <laughs> idea from Esther and I give her credit. I even tell the students that um, and it has evolved from there because we were using flip uh, it, back when it was known as Flipgrid, right? Like the <laughs> before the great rebrand or whatever. Uh, and so it's one of those things that has uh, shifted over time. I really love what Chelsea had them do this year with uh, the addition of, you know, what are your pronouns? And then I think that Jessica was, was the one who said, okay, give me your government name and now give me the name you prefer to be called. Mm -hmm. And so I just love how this continues to evolve and change depending on the hands of the teacher. And I like that we, as a, as a group, of three kind of had a conversation of like, okay, how are you using it? Okay, how are you using it? And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to change my directions for next year because I love that you included that. I wasn't going to back up and make them redo it because I'd already done it, but I'm definitely going to alter the way I present it for next year. 
this is also similar to something that I did during COVID way back when it was called Flipgrid. Um, I had them record little videos like telling me about themselves. Um, so to bring it back, like when we're not in COVID was kind of cool. Um, I had completely honestly forgotten about it because <laughs> I've like, I don't know, I, I've kind of gone like all the way across the spectrum with technology, like here and back again. Um, but I think it's a really super helpful tool that like I'm really excited to use again this year, hopefully. Well, and it's nice too, because I know that different English teachers use uh, Flipgrid or Flip in different ways. Uh, and um, since my sophomores, you know, the the ones I had last year are familiar with using it because I also use it in Socratic seminar. But the the kids who I haven't had before, I don't know what their familiarity with the platform is. And so this is a great opportunity for me to be like, oh, okay, well, this is how you find it. This is how you use it. This is where you put the code in. And so it's a great first week of school activity to introduce a technology that we will use four, five, six times during the course of the school year. So that um, segues really well into my next question. <laughs> Good job. Um, which is, um, if you were talking to a teacher who had never used Flip before, um, would you rate this? Would you tell them that like this is kind of like a low time investment, low difficulty, or is it like high time investment, high difficulty? Like where is it on that spectrum, both for you in putting it together and for like getting the kids into it and using it? I would say three seconds of time. <laughs> like, I legitimately like, forgot to make the class right when class was starting and I made it right as class was starting so I was like oh gotta make sure I have my 10th graders all set up with their code um and it was not hard to remember or to learn like it, you have it in your in your class link which is really great you can kind of click on it you don't have to remember a thousand passwords um but it yeah super easy I would agree and it's super user friendly like even the kids who aren't familiar with it or who transferred in from other schools are like, oh, I just click this button. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you click that button <laughs> and it records you. <laughs> like, oh, I can change the background. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, baby, you can change the background <laughs> if you want to. There's all but kinds yeah, of fun stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, I would, I would agree. It is very, very user. I with Chelsea. I had my ninth and my tenth grade, but I forgot to do my eleventh grade. And so, yeah, it didn't take but just a second to to slap the code up on the board. So in general, how did the students respond to it? Like did having to do this activity, like was there any like, you know, camera anxiety or anything like that for them? I think some of them were like, oh, I have to record myself. I haven't done this in a while. Um, but for the most part, like they were like, oh, can I just go in the hall and like use my phone? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you can use your phone. <laughs> um, and I think they think that's really fun, especially mm -hmm. in ninth and 10th grade, because they're like, oh, I'm using my phone. I'm not getting in trouble. Um, <laughs> figures they're just like oh yeah that again so I mean I think it just varied across the board for me anyway mm -hmm. and the only uh time it was an issue was during uh lunch period uh when it's you know <clears throat> super loud in the hallways but the by and large it's very straightforward and they were happy to do it uh, a lot of them got used to that kind of recording aspect during COVID um and I, I know that they're glad that they're not in that but it's something that they are pretty accustomed to Nice. Um, so what did you learn about your students through this? Obviously, no like specific identifying information, but what were like, what were the benefits of it in that respect? Um, I think one of the things that I really, well, 
this was like as a whole. Um, <laughs> I recognized like who could follow directions mm-hmm. and kind of see like who was able to kind of keep track of four things that they had to record. Um, <laughs> and I also was able to kind of see across the board who took it seriously mm-hmm. um, and kind of got to see more about like how thoughtful and engaged they were from the get-go. Um, uh, some kids put like, well, I don't know how I got my name and then they'd sign off. Um, and I think one of the things that like I learned from that was definitely like, how do I make sure that they feel like, okay, I'm trying to explain myself to my teacher so that they know me better. Um, maybe it'd be cool to know where I got my name from. I should go ask my parents mm-hmm. or I should go ask, you know, whoever it is. Um, so that's something to think about for next year. But in terms of getting to know them, I think I learned a lot about them. And like I said earlier, the kid who I had literally talked to in person one-on-one and he refused to speak to me, like talked more than I ever heard him speak. So that was something. Yeah, I would agree with Chelsea. Like across the board, I feel like, one, I know how to say their names. I know how to say their names, which was the original purpose behind it. But I feel like it, because I did an, uh, an example one, which I deleted, which is why you can't see it, Jamie, because it was terrible. But like, <laughs> because I was willing to to be awkward and record myself and like people were trying to come into my room when I was trying to do it. So like, because they saw me do it and kind of fail and then do it right, like mm-hmm. they felt okay doing it the same way. And that's one of those things that we're trying to set up in these kids is that it's okay to, to do it wrong the first time you know and that's when you back up and you try it again and so I think that it gave them a chance to see me do that so that they understand that that's that's what we do that's what we do as a class community sometimes we fail and then we try again and we do better uh so it was nice to to do that and and I know how to say their names (laughs) that's awesome that's like two community building aspects that I wasn't expecting right the ability for them to like see how each other's names are pronounced which you mentioned earlier and then also just that like like acceptance of like oops got to start again or be okay with it not being perfect too mm-hmm. right like there's also mm-hmm. a point at which you're like this is good enough and that'll do right for now <laughs> as a recovering know, perfectionist <laughs> awesome so is there anything else that you guys would want to say about the project that i didn't ask you about 10 out of 10 would do it again it's super cool. I'm like, my kindergartner could do this. You know, like, I think it's so cool. I want everyone to do this. You guys did I such think a good it's job. Cool. I'm hoping that, like, maybe as the year goes on, like, using FLIP will become something that is a replacement for kids who are afraid to talk, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that I struggle with as a teacher. Um, like, how do I get to those kids who are so quiet and afraid of their peers? Mm-hmm. Um, and having it be like they're recording themselves in their own like area and then other kids can watch them later and they don't feel like they're being judged. I think that is one thing that like is really cool about the technology part of it too. So I know that wasn't really what you asked, but no, that's well, awesome. A little less on the spot too, right? You don't have mm-hmm. all these eyes on you and you can kind of, you have an opportunity to revise your thinking if the way mm-hmm. it comes out the first time isn't quite what you mean, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nice for all of us. Well, and there's no one to interrupt, which is a problem mm-hmm. that we have in like Socratic seminar or other types of class presentations or class discussions. You know, your quiet kids are always going to get trampled. And so if there's no one to interrupt the thinking, then then they're more inclined to elaborate on the thinking. 
Absolutely. Awesome. And that like waiting to like for the moment to jump in, right? To the discussion when everyone else is like, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for our conversation about FLIP today. If you'd like to get started using FLIP in your classroom, please feel free to reach out to me, Jamie Evans, and I can help get you going on the platform and also throw around some ideas together. It's always fun to bounce ideas off each other. Um, or you can visit our Tech Help website. So that's svsd.tech/hub, where we have lots of how-to guides, but also some why-to guides if you're looking for some inspiration. Until next time.